ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. glorified in it. This is my will, my will for you. Oh, child, I will build my house upon this rock. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven Will you build my church? Hey, will you build my house? Will you be like Nehemiah And build the house of God? Say, I will build your church And I will build your house And I'll be like Nehemiah And build the house of God I will build your house Church of God Alright Now listen Earning wages to put in the bag of holes Searching for much but you're getting so very little Yeah You have sown much but ripped so little because of my house that lieth waste While you dwell in your own house But my house it's not built This is the time for you to build Oh my child I will build my house upon this rock The gates of hell shall not prevail against it and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What you find on earth, it's found in heaven. Will you build my church? Will you build my house? Will you be like Nehemiah and build the house of God? Say, I will build your house. Yeah, I will 
not be like him, my who built the house of God, yeah, I will build your house, Build the church of God Hey, like Ezra, Nehemiah And in the days of Zechariah And just like Zerubbabel We'll be building your house Love. I want to see you on your feet If you want to build the house You want to join me, say I will build, I will build Yes, I will build my house the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and he will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven what you find on earth is bound in heaven come on will you build my church he's asking will you build my house will you be like Nehemiah and build the of God say I will build your churchless Lord I will build your house and I'll be like Nehemiah and build your house of God I will build your house of Zachariah and just like Bishop Dog will be building your house yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. will you build his house oh, oh, oh. hey say yes I will build my house upon this rock God is speaking to you the gates of hell will not prevail against it Yes, I will hand you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And what you find on earth is bound in heaven. Will you build my church? Say, will you build my house? And will you be like Nehemiah who built the house of God? Say, I will build your church. Just say, I will build your house. And I'll be, I'll be like Nehemiah who built the house of God. Yeah, I will build your church. A building, a building. We'll build, build, build it till we make it to heaven. Building, building till the last trumpet will be building. Yeah, say, I'm building, I'm building. I'll build your house. I'll build your house. Lord. I'm building. I'm building the house of God. You want to say with me? Say, I'm building. Yeah, I'm building. I'm building. Build the house of God. Say, I'll build. I'm building. I'm building. I'll build the house of God. I see conference happening. Building. We're building. Build the church of God. Oh, oh, oh. Building. We're building. 
builder will build the kingdom of God. Yeah. Black and white, they mock you. And in the days of Zechariah, black and white, they mock you. And in the days of Zechariah, just like the, 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 just like Bishop John, just a day, black bishop will go. We'll build, we'll build, we'll build, we'll build, we'll build. Just as, just as, just as, just like the generals of old, we will build. Just, 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 just like they should do. We will build, we will build, we will build, we will build, we will build. Amen. You can kindly take your seat. Son on Calvary's hill that I might be set free. Mere words could not begin to express my gratitude. So I give myself as an offering to you. Yes, how can I repay all the love you shown to me when you gave your son on Calabria's hill that I might be set free? Your words could not begin to express my gratitude, so I give myself. As an offering to you, all of me, Jesus, take all of me. I'm holding nothing back. I give myself to Thee, although I may not know. Just what the future holds, I ask you to take all of me. When this life is through, and I stand before you, Lord, all the things that seem important. It wouldn't matter anymore. So mold me with your hands into a vessel you can use for your service, Lord. That my life might count for you. Love, oh, me, Jesus, take all of me. I'm holding nothing back. I give myself, myself to be. Although I may not know 
just what the future holds I ask you to take I ask you to take her on me. Lord, I ask you to take her on me. You can never take her. Oh, people need the 
my Lord And that's the least that I can do my Lord Long before I knew my name You loved me And you proved it all On Calvary Days have come And they may go My Lord But yet My love Will not grow old My Lord I can never last One day without you That's why I give myself to Him For the rest of my days I will sing Your praise What else shall I do? All that I have I give to You I give my all to You my Lord and that's the least that I can do my Lord long before I knew my name you loved me and you proved it all I That's why I give myself to Him For the rest of my days 
Generally, you are keeping your side of the argument. Generally, generally, there are some places I've noticed that they don't like to clap, but uh, I'll not say anything. But it's a blessing to be back in the Art of Shepherding conference, and um, I want to remind us all that the bookshop is set up outside there, and you must make it a point to go past the bookshop every day. They have different things on display. You should go past there spend some money on some books get something for ministry amen and for your christian work as well hallelujah how many of you are glad to be here this afternoon you consider it a privilege that god has considered you worthy to be here to hear what you are about to hear hallelujah and for those of you who see a man with a microphone i I want to correct your thinking amen those of you see a man with a microphone i want to correct your thinking one of the things we heard this morning was that the type of call Aaron had came through his pastor. Mm-hmm. And it is the standard uh, for priestly calling. So be careful. Mm, that should be enough to rearrange your mind. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to announce to you that it's time for what you have been waiting for. It's time for what you have been waiting for. It's time for us to come into direct contact with the anointing that God has sent to us. I like your hand clap. Yes. Unto the Lord God Almighty. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure this afternoon to introduce to you the gift of God in our midst. Why don't you help me? And let's welcome to this pulpit the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh, God, come on, make some noise this afternoon. Come on, I can't hear you.
keep clapping your hands for Jesus. Are you excited to be here this morning? Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the beautiful privilege, the awesome privilege. Thank you for the mercy you've shown us to make us interested. And can it be that a former fornicator like you a drunkard like me should have an interest in the Savior's blood. The Savior's blood. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for touching us, for calling us, for choosing us. Thank you for every plan you have for me, for her, for him. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus and you may please be seated. Wow. I'm seeing an anointed man of God here today. Bishop Sumpa Osei, all the way from the mighty God Cathedral. I mean, he should be preaching here while I sit down to write notes. It's amazing. Thank you for coming all the way here. We are humbled that you fellowship with us. God bless you. And... Um, God is going to bless us. I also have all the way from Keeper's house. My brother, my friend. Very anointed man. He's going to come to this cathedral very soon to be a blessing to us. Reverend Francis Aubin. A very, very, very superman. Thanks for coming. God bless you. I also see Brother Osam in the service. Clap your hands for him. Very anointed man. It's, it's beautiful to have such men God has anointed for us. Are we, are we happy to be in church? And I also want to thank God for your life. That you made it here. I, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. I, I did not even set out to do it, but I think I've just found myself under a certain influence, you know, to do something. And uh, as I'm doing it, I'm getting excited about what I'm doing. And uh, I'll press till 
I get to the bottom of what God wants to do. And what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm trying to let you know that perhaps your real work has not been done. You know, I'm trying to show you what your work is. And I'm also talking to myself about what my work is. You see, because pastors are morphing into shrinks. Shrinks. And shrinks exist. They help people to be normal. Yes. And pastors bushmen who don't understand what a pastor is are morphing into shrinks and motivational speakers. Do you know where you are sitting, sir? Where you ushered there? Somebody ushered you there. I would like you to swap places with the lady on your left, please. Can you swap places? Thank you very much. Thank you. I like the texture of your hair also. I'd like to see you after. That's your younger brother, I see. Or your big brother. Your big brother. Okay. That's a very important chair. I'm very happy to see you. Do you bully her? You don't bully her. You love her. Very much. But somebody loves her much, much more than you love her. You know that also. Okay. Let's clap our hands for brother. Pastors. Pastors. Have made themselves into motivational speakers, which is which is a type of work. I mean, if you have a football team, if you have if you run a company uh, that is marketing things, competing with others, you will need someone who motivates the staff. Very important work. It's very important. I tell you, athletes and so on, you you need someone who motivates you, a motivational speaker. And pastors who don't understand their work are morphing into motivational speakers. A pastor is not a motivational speaker. 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 There's a big difference between a pastor and a motivational speaker. 
A nurse is not a driver. And we've imported silly titles like personal coach. I mean, I mean, you know, titles that make us look groovy, which give us a swag, which give us relevance, and which give us pertinence in society. What is a personal coach? A pastor is a pastor. A pastor is a pastor. It is when you don't understand your work that you veer off into things that God hasn't called you to. You know, when I was, when I, I just said that, um, I quoted that hymn. And can it be? And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's life? Die for me who calls his pain for, for me, me who to, to Christians, oh, these people, these are the Christians. I can send you a link of one of our modern pastors, big time, well, well, even we smokers know him as a pastor, preaching in the church. This guy says that, is it possible that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood, not in the Savior's money, a lot of pastors have now an interest in the Savior's money, in the Savior's gold. Yes, the Savior's gold, the Savior's silver. But somebody said his interest was in the Savior's blood. And I can send you a link of a pastor preaching and saying that you don't mention the blood of Jesus. When you go witnessing, you don't talk to somebody who is not saved and mention the blood of Jesus. It's lost its relevance. 
Because the message of the kingdom is not the blood of Jesus. And they come up with coinages and all kinds of phrases and jargons. And, 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 and they lead, the Bible says, silly women and prating fools astray. Prating fools astray. Read your Bible carefully. Read your, before you come and sit in front of me, you should have read your Bible also. Yeah, to make sure what I'm saying flashes with what is in the word of God. Since when did the pastor not mention the blood of Jesus? And flying from conference to conference, preaching the message of the kingdom. Which kingdom? And in the end, it's all about the kingdom, money and money and wealth and money and money. And the Bible says a day is going to come in the last days. There will be pastors who will tell you that gain is equal to godliness. It's from such pastors. Turn away. Turn away. What is your work as a pastor? What's your work as a pastor? Your work as a pastor is to turn your church members into pastors. That's your work. Like if a house help, you are going out and you tell her, sweep this place, clean here, do this, remove the, that, and so, and when you come, the, the house help is on the road, helping the laborers to, 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 to construct the road. What's your work as a prophet? You are a prophet. What's your work as a, as a prophet? You should know what the Bible expects of you as a prophet. That your work is not to be prophesying people's poker dots underwear and where they were when they were fornicating. Your work as a prophet is to raise church builders. These are the gifts Christ gave to the church. And I want to remind you, the church is not for your founder. The church is for Jesus. Really, the, the, the real name of the true church should have been the, the, the church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. That's the real name. There's no name better than that name. Because hmm. without such a name, you may think that the church is for somebody. But there is the church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. That's the name. These are the gifts the owner of the church gave the church. Apostles. Is there, the list is there. Prophets. Evangelists. Pastors. Teachers. Why is there a motivational speaker here? My, listen to me. I'm not saying that motivational speaking is not a good, is a good, is not a good job. If I form a football team, 
in the church. We're going to, ah, okay, Bishop Asso. We're going to form a football team. We even raise money for jerseys. I don't know where the money is. Sorry. Oh, you got your jerseys? Ah, so we use the money. Okay, I didn't know, sorry. I was going to call Bishop Asso to find out where the money is. If you form a football team, you will need a motivational speaker. A football team doesn't require a pastor. He's playing the football. He should be motivated. It's not evangelism. We, we need to score. <laughs> we need to score. It's not evangelism. So we need a motivational speaker. But a pastor is not a motivational speaker. Once a while, your messages may motivate someone. Apostles, prophets, teachers. Look at it there. Their responsibility is to equip whether you are a pastor, evangelist, prophet, teacher, apostle. Your responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. His work. And God's work is not parliament house. They can destroy themselves for all we care. And in case you don't know what his work is, is is there. And build up the church. The body of Christ. Pastors, evangelists, there is nothing in a pastor, any pastor who finds that he has a grace to raise millionaires, to understand that he has, he has a grace to fall. He has fallen. How can you have a grace to raise people who will hardly enter the kingdom of God? That's your anointing. To raise people who, may, who, who are likely not to enter heaven. That's, your, that's how God raised you. Foolish man. You are lost. You are a greedy, backslidden, falling, canal human being. That's why you will make money the center of your ministry. Oh, and I will tell you, those people who are, who are not called to raise millionaires are rather using millions of dollars. Those who are not called to raise millionaires, they are using millions of dollars. And the people who are called to raise millions to raise millionaires are owing banks. Their churches are closing down. My dear friend, when you go and you come back, you will discover that the word of God is the word of God and nothing changes about the word of God in a thousand years, in a hundred million years, not one jot, not one tittle, not one verse because it is the word of the creator. You know sometimes 
how our children in she Zion then some these two little boys sometimes they feel they are wiser than you or, or you don't experience it yeah, they feel they know more than you and you look at them and you just laugh in your head stealing milk you say there's milk here you say you have no stealing and you see that especially when they go to secondary school and they come back first term and their voice has broken good morning mommy good morning daddy how are you doing i'm fine look having a big voice that doesn't mean you have sense doesn't mean you have sense. have sense and we all have them we have them when the girls have a flat chest they are around with us cooking whatever it is once they begin to produce from 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 uh, 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 oranges to melons to, to pineapples to cucumbers and 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 uh, they, we can't call them especially this watermelon and you the mother you look at that girl pitifully because you know as a mother she is going nowhere she's going nowhere i know i know somebody personally i won't explain what the person how personally i know him his sister he has only one sister she was going to get married when they brought the dowry and money for the brother he said he will not collect his own he says he knows the girl will come back home <laughs> and he didn't collect it i will not continue the, i will not continue the story because it's not a good story to use to preach to pastors he didn't collect it he said he knows that this girl will return home so, so when a mother sees a girl because her thighs are becoming big, her breasts are becoming big, or boys are whistling on trees and through the window, she feels that she, she knows more than the mother. But the mother looks at her pitifully. As a mother pitied her daughter, as a father pitied her son. And the same way, God also looks at us. Fiang girl like you. I mean, what are you talking about? You just, you, you had third class in the university now you are you are you are a man of god with the big church and god looks at you and you think you are wiser than god god says that raise people to build this work you are raising millionaires you are now a personal coach The blood of Jesus will always be the blood of Jesus. Yeah. As I'm speaking, tomorrow, tomorrow Sunday, we are having communion. We'll mention the blood of Jesus. That pastor who was preaching that rubbish, he was in a plane. His plane fell into a rubbish dump. You didn't find him again. Because heaven and earth, including fallen pastors, will pass away. <laughs> but not one jot. So if you want to play it safe, you play it safe by lying. All of us we veer off. All of us. We have our work, but we slide away. 
I just came from a meeting. I had a very big meeting with a very, very big bishop. And as he was talking to me, I realized that, hey, you are forgetting your work. We all forget. We all forget our original calling. Our original mandate. Pastors, I'm telling you in English that your original mandate, your original calling is to make sure that your members are serving God. It's not a lighthouse doctrine. It's not an Anglican church doctrine. It's not an accent chapel doctrine. It's the Bible and it's the word of God. When Christ saw multitudes, if it was today's fallen pastor, he would have been, he would have been excited. Because once you see the crowd, these offerings are coming. But Christ wasn't looking at offerings. He saw the crowds. Immediately he assessed their spiritual strength. He realized, no, these guys are fainting. Today's pastor doesn't see fainting church members. Members who, to, to faint means you have no energy. They have no energy to read their Bibles. Even we here, over 60% of us haven't read our Bibles this week. Fainting. No energy to pray. No energy to say no. No energy to do what is right. And Christ saw it. But you wouldn't see it. If I went to a place and I saw a multitude, I would take pictures for Facebook. But Christ wasn't interested in the crowd. He was interested in their spiritual state. As we have packed our churches with adulterers, fornicators, thieves, liars, and all types of cockroaches. In the name of 10,000, 5,000, 11, it is a pastor of a 100,000 member church. 100,000 of what? 100,000 what? Have you got it? That's why Dr. Cho was our darling. When he died, we all, we all mourned. We all mourned his death. Because he's a different pastor. Yeah. Interestingly, the one who had the largest church in the world, one of his pastors was going to start a branch. He gave him 100,000 members to go and start a branch. You, you, you don't understand what I'm saying? Like I'm saying, we want to start a branch at Dodoa, and I give you 100,000. And the pastor was starting a branch, give 50,000 people to start church. <laughs> but he wasn't interested in the thousands. His interest was in seven people who would meet in somebody's house. And he built a system that took care of the individual members. That's why he's our darling. And you are not even clapping because you don't understand with grease, grease in your head. If you had the church Dr. Cho had, you'd have been driving a helicopter on the road. Pastor, don't be, don't, read your Bible. See, those who read their Bibles, they are not moved by the opinions of men. Yeah, read your Bible carefully. Read your Bible carefully. And I told you, get yesterday's message on the podcast. Why God wants everyone to be a shepherd? Because it is in that context that we even win our personal battles. 
But can't you see that the demons in your family, they are not afraid of the millions. Your son is in his room smoking Indian hemp, even though you are a millionaire. But you've not noticed that you've spent money to take your daughter to America. She has come back to Ghana. And I'm, talk, I'm talking about a real story. When the girl returned, the parents have a lot of money. When the girl returned, America. America. Rich parents. When the girl returned to the airport, the, the father looked at her, hey, Mavis, why are your breasts? She has removed the breasts. This is a boy. I wonder if you have recovered. Because evil spirits don't respect money. In fact, they are drawn to money. Demons don't respect PhD. Demons don't respect beauty. No matter your hairstyle, even if it's like chamber pot you have tied and put on your head, they have no respect for such hairstyles. Your money may not prevent evil spirits, but being a shepherd alone. Get yesterday's message. What money cannot do, shepherding will do. Amen. Amen. What a national family name cannot do, being a shepherd will do it. What being in a family of professors and intellectuals, I know a brother, his father is a professor and his wife's father is a professor. How do such things happen? But it still hasn't prevented them. But what being in a family of professors will not do for you? Shepherding will do for you. Because, let's get it straight. All about what are we fighting? Are we not fighting evil spirits in our families? Every woman that marries after five years returns home. And you are now the fifth one. You're in your fifth year. Yes. <laughs> you just entered. You just entered. You are wondering. When is my turn? All the men who prosper beyond $100,000, they go mad. And now you have $99,500. At age 40. Am I next? Am I next? Am I next? Yes, the, the bank manager in that family has a reason to fear. <laughs> the president in that, I told you yesterday, president of a country, he said, tonight at 5 p.m., he'll be here in the next two streets. What being a president cannot do for you, a shepherd, being a shepherd, will deliver it. So, so, so those who are smart, they become doctors and shepherds. Those who are smart. Those who are smart, they can stand on their feet and sleep and still become shepherds. Yeah. 
those who are smart they are engineers and they are serpents no me i like practical preaching i don't like to preach about people's heads. i i use your condition to speak to you those who are smart they build major industries but they are also shepherds because what the industry can't do for your family shepherd or stepping like our nigerian president vice president he's smart because there are some things if I, there are special family problems that come to children of presidents so he is smart he's a pastor so that what being a vice president cannot prevent being a pastor will stop it because the evil spirits in your family those who are cursing you those who are shooting spiritual arrows at you they know that once you start serving god their arrows cannot prevail they know it that's why isaiah prophesied no weapon that is formed because weapons are formed weapons weapons are formed you may not know as you are having your wedding there are people at the wedding wishing that this marriage will end in six years i personally know a pastor i don't know the member but i know the i know his church his name his everything his son his wife i know the pastor this his main church member got married on saturday on sunday they came to church had their whatever it is thanksgiving or whatever after church the church member said can i see you for a moment please so he went into the pastor's office he said i will marry her 24 hours by monday the wedding the marriage had ended life is not as you think there are devils fighting us who are not afraid of your fake hair who are not afraid of your of your of your money they are not afraid of your cars but when they shoot their weapons and you are a bank manager you will be afraid when they shoot the weapons and you are former miss malaika you will be afraid when you are when you a professor you are a target of their arrows you should be worried but if you are a servant of God, you know that there is a special provision that weapons against you cannot stand. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you are capable of... Con- not, listen, not everybody can condemn tongues that rise against them. Not everybody. Not everybody. Not everybody has the power to silence tongues. Voices that rise up against you. Not everybody can silence. Because it's not the privilege given to everybody. But the Bible says, it says this is the privilege or the heritage of the servant. It's not for Christians. There's no weapon. It's not, for, it's not a sticker on trotters and taxes. No weapon. No weapon. When I said no weapon, he said no, no weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. 
It's not for big shots who are in their houses insulting pastors. No weapon is for those whose heartbeat is the heartbeat of God and want to contribute their letter and their match. She, she, she herself has many problems, but she still wants to help to serve God. He has issues in his family, but he still wants to build a center for the Lord. Now, God rewards, you know. He rewards. When he sees you serving him, he rewards you. Oh, yes. In fact, you are not allowed. You are not allowed to have a relationship with God without your first knowledge about God. Shouldn't be that he's a creator of the world. He's a maker of the moons and the stars. Yeah, no, no, no. The first thing you must believe about God, the first thing is that he is. And that he is a rewarder. Yes. <laughs> Not that he's a maker of rivers and bauxite and diamonds. The first knowledge you must have of God is that he is. And that he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. He rewards. He rewards wicked men. He rewards good men. He rewards pastors. He rewards destroyers of churches. He rewards. Sometimes the rewards are too big for people to carry. So he brings their children and their grandchildren to carry. (laughs) You didn't know it. But that's how I entered medical school. My father was dead. Nine years I lost my father. But when I sat at the interview, the chairman, big professor, as soon as I mentioned my name, yes. Do you know this doctor who was in Takradi, Dr. Isaac Augustus Ogo? He said, he's my father. What? He's your father? I said, yes, he's my father. Really? He said, that man was a very good man. He said, when I came from Manchester, he's the one who trained me and raised me up. You are his son? And he said something to the professor sitting by and said something to this person. After three minutes, he said, you can get up and go. When I went to the door, as I was opening the door, so a young man returned. Say, hey, return for more questions. He said, young man, remember, young man returned. As I was opening the door, young man returned. I was shocked. I returned. As I was sitting down, he said, don't sit down. He put his hand under his desk. When he came out, his lunch was in his hand. He gave it to me. Go and eat it. My father's good deeds. He was dead in the coffin, but I was eating it in life. My God and my Lord. He's a rewarder. He rewards you and adds your children. In the same way, if he is punishing you, he will punish you and add your children and your children's children to the third and fourth generation. You don't know God. Clap your hands for the rewarder. He rewards. Nothing, pastor, serve God. Serve God. Nothing you are doing is in vain. Don't let your poverty distract you. Serve him. Can you clap again? Or you are too big? 
He is true and faithful. Clap. He is a rewarder. He watches everything. He watches what you are saying about the pastor. He watches what you are doing to the church. He watches what you are doing for the church. At the right time. Like a seed doesn't bear fruit tomorrow. There's a time for everything. When the time hasn't come, you don't think that there's something coming. Keep clapping your hands. Matosaka bahata. Handahata bahate kababasata. Handalahata bakata. That's why pastors, we got to go and tell our members they should serve God. Not look for money because there are many things money can do for you. There are many things being a professor won't do for you. There are many things having cars will not do for you. There are many things flying to Milan, to Czechoslovakia, to Cape Town will not do. But I don't know of what being a servant of God is incapable of delivering to your life. Keep clapping your hands. Go. You can sit down now. Go. Go back to your church. And tell the engineer. Sir, you can serve God. Tell the student. I'm happy for my pastor, Bishop Dagiwad Mills. He was not moved that I was a medical student. And I thank him. Everything I have in my life is traceable to that interaction I've had many interactions with him. I've sat on planes, hotels, all Asia, Africa, Europe. I mean, we have had all fantastic interactions. But none, not, no interaction I've had with him comes close to that night at Endatwa Park. When he told me, you are not coming back to Kolegono again. There's a church at Matayeko. Go and pastor it. I had only one big suit. I've worn it for, I wore it for two years. So every picture of me, you see me, I, was, I look like a comedian. That single instruction. Somebody sent me a text. Said, thank you for making me a basanta leader. I said, wow, I've not heard this before since I was born. Said, thank you for starting Basantes and the Basanta hour. And she gave a testimony. So wow. Don't be happy. Tell your members, the members in your center, tell them that certain attending center services is not what God called us for. He, he gave you to them to prepare them to become builders of the church. We are not in church to look for husbands. But as we serve God, we find our husbands. We are not in church to look for wives. But as we serve God, we find our wives. We are not in church to look for money. We are not here to look for money. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm not having this conference for money.
Well, as I'm serving God. Yesterday morning, I money. I had enough money yesterday morning to buy a house of cocoa and buffalo to my entire family. That's money. That's money. I'm a rich man. Both float and house of cocoa. Those of you in Zambia, you don't understand what it is. House of cocoa is a type of cream. It's a special cream. Makata shakatabaya. Go back and tell your members they should serve God. Yes. That the reason why they are born again is that God wants to make them into servants. They are not born again to go to heaven. Hey, who is teaching you? We don't get born again to go to heaven. If, we were to, if heaven was the reason for our salvation, then every church should have coffins in a room. Once you get saved, you fall down. And an and Sapphira. But we don't get born again. Heaven is one. It's the ultimate destination. But on earth, we get born again so we can have the privilege to serve God. And through serving God, every will of God finds its place in the work we do for him. Your wife, your husband, someone to say no. Some of you, there's no one to stop you from doing anything you want to do. There's no one to stop you. There's no shepherd over you. No, 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 no. If you see a woman you want to marry, just marry. But there are people, if he sees a woman, there is somebody who will say to him that, don't marry her. Hey, can't you see she's a witch? But you don't have anything. I had a member like that. I had a member. She brought a guy that he wanted, she wanted to marry. She had been in the church for years. Nobody was marrying her. Eventually she found somebody or somebody found her. She came to me. I sat down with the guy. I, I meant to sit with them for about 20 minutes, but I had to go for a meeting. So one, two, one, two discussion. I said, oh, I need to go for a meeting. And I generally was going for a meeting. So I shook the guy's hand. Those days there was no COVID. So I shook his hand. I said, it's nice seeing you. God bless you. Eyes about the engagement and the wedding and so on. Then I was going, there was an inner room. I was going to do something. I called her into the inner room. I said, this is the last time I want to see this fool. <laughs> oh! She was, she was about to cry. I said, you are free to marry her. If you want to. But I'm saying that I, I don't want, I'm likely to come for the wedding. <laughs> I don't want to see this person again. That's all. That's all. I, I, that is me. I won't want to see him again. But you can marry her, him. Oh, she sent me a text message. Was it a call? Crying. Why? I said, I don't feel good about him. I was in school in America. A few months after, I traveled to go to school. 
Then my wife called me. She asked me whether I've heard about, let's call her Sylvia. Have you heard about Sylvia? I said, what, what, what's happened? She went ahead and married the boy, you know, so. so oh, no, 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 you know Sylvia won't do that. So, so what's, what's happening to her? He said, she came yesterday to church to tell me that. The guy you said she shouldn't marry has a wife with three children in Takwa. He's already married with three children in Takwa. And he's coming for my daughter as dessert. I said, what? I said, yes. <laughs> he's married. I didn't know he was married. I didn't know anything. But I just had a fear. I said, no, no. No, but there are many of you. If you bring a fool, I will officiate the wedding for you. <laughs> Ding dong bells, baby. I'll officiate because that's you, you do what you want to do, and that is how you will destroy yourself. One more reason why I should be a shepherd, I told you, so that you have someone. To be under. It's one reason. I mean, if there's no reason to serve God, you serve God so that you can have someone that you are serving under. That word, I serve under, I serve under. It's not just serving under. You are under also for protection. Mm. Under the canopy of God. So today, I want to tell you and explain to you. And I am empowering you to go out into the world and make saints. Into servants. We have succeeded in making sinners into saints. It's time to make saints into servants because the ultimate purpose of God is to become servants Masataba that is why he has made us when, when, when the people of Israel came out of Egypt that was the first thing God told Moses in Exodus he said tell them King James not even message Bible King James he, he said tell them he said I have I brought them out of Egypt that they shall become a kingdom of priests. That's the first time we hear the word, a kingdom of priests. Kingdom of priests. It, 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 is, it is a kingdom. Like there are families where everybody's nose is big. There's a family in Cape Coast like that. Everybody is black and their nose is big. Everyone, girls and boys. Black as in charcoal. And the nose is like, there. Everyone. That's, a, that's how it is. In God's kingdom, everybody ought to be a pastor. It's called a kingdom. Is there? Exodus 19.6. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. Not a selected ironic descendant. If you go up a little, go to verse 1. Let me show you who they are. Who are the people he's talking about? Third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, was it only the sons of Aaron? Was it only Levites? Who came out of Egypt? All Israelites. 
The same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. Verse 2. They were departed from Rephidim and so on. Verse 3. And Moses went up to God. And the Lord called him out of the mountain saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob. When you say house of Jacob, is the people of Israel. House of Jacob. And tell the children of Israel. That's what you must tell them. What should we tell them? That they must become politicians. That, that their destiny is to become millionaires. So I go and tell the house of Israel that I've made them into senators. Nonsense. And nonsense as in nonsense. If you are a pastor and your mandate is to raise political leaders, you are a fallen pastor. Pastors don't raise, raise politicians. Pastors raise pastors. Pastors raise Christians. Pastors raise servants of God. Pastors don't raise millionaires. You are falling. I don't care who you are. You're falling down. Go back to verse 4. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. How I bear you all on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. I released all of you from Egypt and brought you to myself. Verse 5. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant. Was it to children of Aaron? Was it to Levites? It was for everybody. 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 If you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me. That's what Peter was trying to, first Peter uh, 5. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. He was quoting verbatim, verbatim, Exodus 19. If you'll obey me, you will be a peculiar treasure unto me. For all the earth is mine. Verse 6. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests. The kingdom of God ought to be a kingdom of priests. Don't change it. It didn't say we shall be a kingdom of full-time pastors. No, it's a kingdom of A child of God is a priest. It's a holy priesthood. Ye are a chosen generation. Is it for some pastors? A royal. You are all a royal priesthood. You are all a holy nation. Are we exempting some people? Is it? Are we all a holy nation? So why is that when they come to a royal priesthood, you don't even seem to see those words in English? And he said it. He was borrowing from Exodus. This First Peter 2.9 is a direct extraction from Exodus. He, 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 he condensed God's vision for his people. That he has brought out of Egypt. That you are a treasure, a peculiar people, a treasure. Is there? Go back to Exodus. Go back. It shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. Royal priesthood, kingdom, kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a holy nation, 
Go back to verse 5. You see, all the words are there. First Peter 2 9. It's there. Verse 5. Keep a coin, shall be a peculiar treasure. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. I'm saying that a prophet is not without honor. It's only in his own country that a prophet has no honor. I'm very happy that the Koreans received me. I'm very happy. I said, I was in the, it, it, it was a quartet. We sang before Bishop Dagiwad Mills priest. In that sense, I am a Korean Ida. Hello, 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 hello. We are a kingdom of priests. Don't change it. Don't make us into businessmen. And, and that's what, honestly, Revelations 5 8 has destroyed many, many ministries. Mm. Revelations 5. This verse. The King James. Those who wrote this King James verse. Because they were also borrowing from Exodus. We are, God hasn't made us a. a Kings and priests. Kings of what? It's not kings and priests. This is an unfortunate rendition. The same way commerce in Ephesians 4 shouldn't have been there. That's why we, we, we really thank God though that the King James Version is not the only version we read. Yeah. We really thank God. Thank God that it's not the only version. It's a great version. But it's not the only version because it, it, it doesn't do justice to the mind of God in many areas. Especially in this 21st century where many of us have not passed our English. I was in Legon Hall, University of Ghana. You know University of Ghana? Yeah. I was just passing. There was a Christian medical fellowship. And a, and a brother was preaching. He, he's, a, he's a doctor now in America. I know him. He was my junior. He was preaching powerfully. I don't know. Of all the verses in the Bible, I, he went to find this verse which says, Quit you like men. Quit you like men. Old English. Mm. Even today, Queen Elizabeth doesn't even use such words. <laughs> and I, was, I, I stood there and he was, he was preaching, he was explaining. The Bible says you must quit like men. That if you want to leave the kingdom, you must live like a man. You must quit. Like... I said, Doctor in America now. Stand fast in the faith. So be strong. Stand in the faith. But even if you must quit, you must quit like a man. Hey! Medical student. Apophine. Be strong. So quit like a man. Quit like a man. But that's not what the Bible is saying. Can I, that's why, apart from King James... We have NIV, NASB, NLT, Message, Amplified, and so on. Look at another translation. Give me NLT. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Quit like men means be courageous. Rather, have courage and stay. It didn't say quit. (laughs) Bushman. (laughs) 
And all these are the problems we have. And I'm saying that Revelations 5 and verse 10 has, 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 has canalized many ministries. Because pastors use this verse and feel that their mandate is to raise priests, yes, but kings. They rule in governmental circles. They, 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 all, they always come here. All of them, they, they have nowhere to go. Always, always they come here. He has made us kings. So we raise generational leaders who make an impact, global impact on national edificatious paraphernalia. Useless English words. Hello? This is not correct. God has not made us into kings and priests. We are a kingdom. I'm very happy that there are other translations like the New Living Translation. It said, and you have caused them, the people you've brought out of the world, to be a kingdom of priests. It is different from kings and priests. Like these ones are kings and these ones are priests. It's not true. All of you you belong to a kingdom like how is a family of black people with big nose all of us are priests it's a kingdom the usher is a priest the drama is a priest the member is a priest the priest is a priest the teacher is a priest the video is a priest the audio is a priest the cleaner is a priest the usher is a priest the priest is a priest the singer is a priest the drama is a priest the driver is a priest the matron is a priest a priest is a priest for we are all priests Do you know I could also rap? You can rap. I say it is here that I'm not respected. Yeah. Remove that bogus king. Hello? Remove it. Look, 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 look. In God, eh, you don't need to be a king to reign. To reign actually in this world, you must be a priest. Because that's where the empowerment is. The empowerment over the devils in your family, the witches eating your womb, the devils using your head as case five. The power over them is not to be a millionaire ruling and wearing, wearing signet rings and linen shirts and wearing uh, Versace shoes. And all these things, they are fake shoes. The real Versace shoes, you can buy it. $5,000. Oh, these are fake bags. <laughs> President Trump, his wife, when they were leaving the White House, the last day, they were going to board the helicopter. His wife, the dress she wore, the bag, the bag she was holding was $65,000. The bag. It can buy you, your uncle, your father, your sister, your brother. Get it right. We don't need to be kings. 
You don't need to. I'm not stopping you from being a businessman. But your rulership doesn't come from that business you are doing. If you can find a place to be a little, just five members, six members, grow them, seven members, just a priest, because two, two members, he's there with them. It is those two members under you that will empower you over the witches that are eat. The only thing they've not eaten is your stomach. <laughs> Stop them no more. When, when you wake up, when you wake up and you are praying, you don't wake up and pray as a businessman. You must be in the priesthood with your shawl. My God. You're in your forties. Is it thirty-five, forty, seven? They've taken your hair at this age. I just say when you are 90, you, 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 you may not even have a head. <laughs> Can you clap your hands for shepherding? It changes your marriage, changes your destiny, makes you normal, empowers you, gives you power over weed, gives you power over pornography, gives you power over divorce, gives you power over madness, gives you power over. over oh, can you clap your hands? The evil spirits that want to destroy you They have no respect for your money They have no respect for your business They have no respect for your For your, for your, for your mansion They have no respect for your degrees They have no respect for, for nothing Even the wig you are wearing is, is a fake wig how can I even respect it? I saw a girl at the back. I can't see her now. I'm sure she's doing something. As soon as I saw her, I, I just remembered that I thank God. I, I thanked God for my life. My life. Because she's married today because of me. Yes. But the grace of God. I, 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 can't, I can't downplay what God is doing. I cannot downplay it. If you ask her now, the name she will mention is her husband's name. She's a missus. And it's because of me. She didn't marry because of me. She found a husband. She had a wedding. But in the marriage, the family members came to destroy the marriage. I was at the Kodesh. It was after a Tuesday service. I was at the car park under a tree. That I remember it like yesterday. And I got a call from her. I said, oh. Because she's a shepherd in the church. She's held for Mata Echo. She's led the choirs, did things at Denta, caused problems in Adenta. I solved all the problems, many problems. And that, I, I, I still brought her with me. But at that time, we were in Adenta. She, she called. I said, hi. What's going on? I said, I'm going. It was around 10 15. I said, where are you going? I said, PM in the evening. So I'm going. So what, what, where are you going? So I'm going because the witches had come. They were forcing her to destroy her marriage. So where are you going? So I'm going to Sunai. Sunai. At 10 p.m. Why? 
It's your door, Lord. Then she began to knock and cry. My husband is disturbing me. My husband, I can't take it anymore. Meanwhile, she was the one disturbing the husband. But the husband is a calm. You, you should meet the husband. If you meet that husband, you will prefer him to your husband. Cool. Very nice. Oh. So my husband is disturbing me. My husband doesn't give me peace of my I said, Who are you talking about? Is it Francis you are talking about? That doesn't give you peace of mind? What has happened? This evening she says, I, I, can't, I can't remember. So, 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 where are you? I'm in front of my, my gate. So she was in, the, in front of her gate, about to leave. But she remembered that she had a pastor. Because she was serving under a pastor. And there was no chance in hell that she would leave her marital home and go to Sunyai without my... Hey! Then you are breaking your links with me. That's what you are doing. And it will be good for you. So I said, where are you? So I'm outside my gate. So, I, so, so are the girls with you? She said, no, they're in the house. Ah, are you leaving them? She said, I'll come for them later. She said, I've got my suit. I've packed my things. I said, oh, then you are serious. So where's Francis? He's at home. He's in the room. I said, wow. So you are leaving at 10.15 p.m. Not knowing that her mother in Sunyai is also there because she had also left her marital home in Asankregua. I'm serious. She had left her husband and was in Sunyai. And the spirits that did that have also come to their daughter to also end the marriage because eventually you all end up in Sunyai. I said, you are sure you are going? He said, yes. He said, okay, then let me just tell you this. Um, I'm in a meeting. I'm going to come home, but I'm counting five. I'm at the Kodesh. I'll be going home, but I'm counting five. By the time I count five, you should be in the bedroom. <laughs> so, why? Why? I'm, I'm leaving. And I, I, I said, I'm counting five. I'm about to start counting. When I get to five and you are not in the bedroom, I will end this call. And that's the end. Ah, that is a problem. My, your, my husband is doing something. I've called you. You will not even listen to what I'm saying. I'm leaving. I said, you, you can leave. I said, I'm counting five. Ah, but you don't listen. I said, shut up. Am I the one you are talking to like that? I said, I'm sorry. I didn't say anything. I waited for about three seconds. My next statement was one. (laughs) Two. And the phone was on. I could hear that she was murmuring. Ah, And she opened the gate. Three. I could hear she was hurrying up. (laughs) Four. Clap your hands for shepherds. I don't know why you don't have a shepherd over you. Four. Four. Five. Cynthia, where are you? Uh, where are you? I'm in the bedroom. 
buy our suitcases. I brought one, and one is outside. Go and bring it back. I'm counting three. When we finished, by the third count, she was not in the room. By five, she was in the room. So, where is your husband? He said, She's here. He is here. Give him the phone. I said, Francis, what's going on? I was like, Bishop. Bishop, the same problems. She won't listen to me. Anything I say, she has a mind. She, we, I came from home, uh, uh, from town, and something, something I said, she got angry. I said, no, you can't talk like that. that, that. I, why do you? She was packing her things. I said, is that what happened? So I said, where are you? She said, I'm in the bedroom. I'm lying on my bed. I said, give the phone to her. I said, are you there? Where are you now? In the bedroom. I said, I'm counting ten. Remove your clothes and lie on the bed. a kingdom of priests. At dawn, when I woke up, I saw a text from my husband. Bishop, I want to thank you for a night. A night I have not had in a long time. She didn't send me a text. But fast forward, February this year, I was in my room, and she called me. Say kingdom of priests. Because you see, if she, she was close to me, because she was serving under me. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And when, when you serve under someone, the person covers you. Yeah. Like how Peter was serving under Christ. And Christ told Peter that I've seen that Satan wants to sift you. And by I, Jesus, I have prayed for, I have intervened. So sometimes the, 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 the senior mantle intervenes. February this year, I was in my room and she called. This time, Daddy! Say, so, yes. How? We are there. There where? At the boarding gate. I then remember that she had told me on Sunday that she and her husband are going to Dubai to have some romantic nights. So, can you pray for us? I said, put it on. Put it on speaker. I said, Francis, are you there? Say, yes. Cynthia, ah, yeah. <laughs> I prayed for them. I blessed their trip. Beautiful. I told you yesterday. So I asked the husband to give the phone to them. Okay. I said, step aside. Say, you are going to Dubai today. I, told, I said, by this time, you have been farming in Sudan. <laughs> Because the way you are, nobody will marry you. You are too hard. This soft man has had mercy on him. But at the point I am making in all this is that the family members that drove her mother from Asankregua to Siani had come for her. But, and she was a, she's a rich woman. She has money. She's a pretty girl. But she's a man. And no man, but Mali said man to man. It's unjust. 
<laughs> no man wants to marry a man. Your money couldn't stop them. Your beauty couldn't stop them. Your degrees couldn't stop them. But the ministry you are doing afforded you a shepherd over you. Today you are going to Dubai to be smooched. Can you clap your hands for shepherding? Every man a shepherd. Every instrumentalist. Hello? Sir, sir, please, let me inform you. eh? You are the instrumentalist. You see, I want to tell you, eh, the era we are in in the church, taking pictures, doing video, playing instruments, all these are called secondary responsibilities. Do you understand secondary? Not secondary school. Do you understand secondary? What's the meaning of secondary? Additional. It's what? As an additional work in the church. Very good. All of us in this church, everybody's main responsibility is to be what? A shepherd. It has been a shepherd that gives you the wisdom to do photography. Otherwise, you, 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 you live in your camera to be taking pictures of only girls. Like, if I see now, it's only, show, show me the pictures you've taken. Girl. Girl. Boy. Girl. Somebody's wife. Somebody's wife. Somebody's wife. Do you know she's somebody's wife? You don't know? Then delete it. Boy. Girl. Okay. So this Sunday, I'm meeting all of you taking pictures in my office. I'm going to send you to places to start centers. That is your name. Nobody in this church will take pictures or do video without having been first a shepherd. What am I saying? She said, nobody in this church takes a picture or photos without being a shepherd first. So you already know what you are doing is wrong. But I'm overlooking it. Because you're in a conference. I don't want to embarrass you. I'm sure you've brought your family members to see you taking pictures. Are they here? Sorry. You didn't come with your family members. But I don't want to embarrass you. So take the pictures. But on Sunday, I'm meeting you. All the guys taking pictures. Which area would you like to go? Anywhere I put you. Very good. Go back and take your pictures. Pastors, go to your church and let the singers understand that singing is their, is their secondary roles. The pri- every
every man is a shepherd. And then we are singing. And then, we, are you a Basenta leader? <laughs> what do you do in church? Oh, I mean, Basenta leader also. You are a leader. You got members. You teach them. You taught last Sunday. Oh, that's fine. Then let's clap your hands. Pastors, don't joke with my instructions. This man is a bishop. There's a church. There's a church in the UD in Lighthouse. It's a famous church. It's called Adenta. It's famous for many reasons. Please come. This is a pastor. This he's a bishop. And I'm introducing him to you for a reason. He has only been a keyboardist in the church. Plays keyboard. In the 70s, he was playing for David Dynamics. In the 70s. But the pastor who pastored him said, you can't just be in the church playing organ. Go and be a shepherd. Not knowing that this guy playing the keyboard was a very, very good shepherd, but the instrument playing had covered it up and had hidden his original calling. Today, if he was a bishop of the Ohibi Church, I wouldn't have introduced him. The bishop of the Central Ridge Cape Coast Church or Winneba Cathedral. No. Adenta Church means that he's a senior bishop. You must be very, very powerful to pastor that church for two Sundays and still be there. It's not a normal church. I spent a little time there. In the first six months, some senior people in the church took me to have a shrine. I'm not joking. One of them turned around and came to me and said, this, 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 this. They've taken you to have Do you know have Are you a Nigerian? Have is H-A-V-E, but we don't say have. (laughs) The point I'm making, let me know, is that this man is a keyboardist. He's a senior instrument player. His son and his daughter are both instrumentalists in the church. Little boy, little girl. But he's a bishop. Only God knows how many drummers, keyboardists, bass guitarists, video men under you. I told you yesterday my problem. There was a cameraman under me carrying oil. When he, my oil bearer, when he fell into the hands of Bishop Daggyward Mills, he became a bishop. Go back to your church. The singer on the stage may be a major pastor who will change your ministry. Let everybody under you become a shepherd. First, and then they sing. Even if they won't go out to start a center or a branch, even in the choir, 
gather some members for them to visit and pray for them. I will, tomorrow I'll talk about what, the work of a shepherd. Your chief usher may be a bishop one day. Your chief usher may be the one who will take over the, 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 the church after you. You would never know. Who would have thought? Who, who, who would have thought that? I mean, Peter. Peter. Somebody who talks by heart was called Satan. He took over the church from Christ. I'm sending you to your church. The bass guitarist. The keyboardist. The soloist. There are two of them. One doesn't sing well, but you still let her sing. That one. She's a pastor. The girls who sing in the choir. Let them have people they visit, people they teach, people they love. Don't let anyone stand on your stage and sing as her only work. Because God is looking for shepherds. If you are not careful, you may think I'm depriving you of singers. But singers will come and go. Keyboardists will come and go. But at the end of the day, is the pastors, the pastors who eventually become custodians of the church. And, 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 and by the way, by the way, don't let somebody's good voice deceive you that she can't be a pastor. The big, big singers in America they are pastors. Donnie McLeckin is a pastor. The Winans, pastors, pastors. Shelly Caesar, pastors, pastors. It's only Bush pastors who are deceived by somebody's voice. She sings so well. So she should be a nightingale on the stage. And you give yourself 10 years. You can't even find her. Are there guys who take pictures in your church? You don't take pictures in your church. Why? Take pictures. It will give somebody work. Somebody in your church, it is taking pictures that will bring the person into the ministry line. Hmm? So it means you don't do also do video. Is it because you don't take that much more video? I take pictures. It will suddenly make two boys active in the church. Who without the camera would have left after three years. We take pictures, not because we want pictures. I mean, this boy, the pictures I've seen, they are all bad pictures. But we give him a camera so he can have something to do in the church. And as he's taking pictures, he's listening to the message. After five years, he'll be normal. Clap your hands. So please sit down. Let me read something to you and then we go and eat. People are standing to clap. 
You, because of hunger, you are sitting down. You won't clap. Why every member of your church can become a shepherd? Every member. See, every member. Every member. The doctor, the lawyer, the carpenter, the wife, the pregnant woman, the nurse, the student, the married man, the driver, the mason, the plumber, the total driver. There's a town around Obojo. I've forgotten the name. It's a little town around Obojo. One of our pastors, the branch there, I just forgot the name right now. He, he's a trotro driver. Trotro mate. Driver. He drives trotro. He's a pastor of the branch. There are policemen who are pastors. Military officers. Doctors. So why every member in your church can be a shepherd? The instrumentalist in your church can be a shepherd. I've pointed to a bishop. And why, why should this bishop leave the keyboard? Why is it important that by this time he shouldn't be playing the keyboard? Why? Because if he is playing the keyboard at this time, it means that he is preventing someone from playing the keyboard. And that person needs to play the keyboard to enter the church. A church has many doors. Photography doors, singing doors, dancing doors, Instrument doors, video doors, many doors, sweeping doors, doors. And everyone needs a door to use. So if at your age you have embraced the keyboard as your own, you are preventing young men. Because he also needs to play the keyboard for four years till he becomes normal. Till he becomes what? Normal. That's why you play a little and you move to a higher calling. And then someone comes to take over the keyboard and place it a little and also moves higher. So that through the door of the keyboard, members are entering the church. Why every member in your church can be accepted? Number one, To become a shepherd, why? Why can the lawyer be a shepherd? Because to be a shepherd, all you need is a desire. That's all. You don't need money to be a shepherd. If it was money we needed, I wouldn't be a shepherd because I don't have money. The day that I was made a pastor of a little church, I didn't have money. It's my pastor who was giving me money. (laughs) You can become a shepherd because... All you need to become a shepherd is a what? It's not a wedding ring. If it was a wedding ring, how many of you would be shepherds? All you need is a desire, not a degree. If if we need a degree to have shepherds, how many of you would be shepherds? Thank God that you may not have a degree, but you can have a desire. 
you may not have money, but you can have a desire. You may not have come from a rich family, but you can have a desire. You may not be short, but you can have a desire. You may not be tall. You can a desire is a universal possession. Everyone, those without hair can have. Those with hair can have. Those with chamber pots on their head can become. Those with nice hairstyles can become. Those who don't know whether they are Rastafarians, who don't even know what they are doing to their head, they cannot become shepherds. Say, everyone! Those who can stand and sleep can become shepherds. Say, I can be a shepherd because I can have a desire. Say, I can be a shepherd. Because I can have a desire. First Timothy 3 1 said, Moreover, it is a true saying. If any man desire the office of a bishop, now that word bishop there is an overseer, episcopus. Epi, above, scopus, see. So above, see, oversee. Take care of three members. So I am an episcopus of churches. But you are an episcopus of two members. But we are all episcopi. If anyone desires the office of a bishop. So the office of a bishop is not bought. It's desired. We don't use money. We don't appoint pastors because they have money. Now, what's the meaning of desire? I don't know what the English dictionary says. But I just came from a meeting. And Bishop Richard taught me that a desire is an interest. An interest. All you need is an interest in something. And you can have an interest because you have had interest in useless things. We are not expecting you to have an interest in. But you managed to have an interest. One day a girl, in one church I was pastoring, a lady brought a guy who was, he was going to marry. Her. I mean, it is in the 80s that I saw pimpinis that they had moved up. You know those trousers you move up to us. The guy came with some cream pimpinis. I said, what, what is this? I didn't say who is this. I said, what is this? I said, that's my beloved. I said, hey. Where is he from? Where did you meet him? I said, he's from Spain. Spain. He has finished plucking tomatoes and he's on leave. This is the one you desire. He said, yes. I couldn't believe it. But, but the, the point I am making is that people have all kinds of desires. People are interested in all types of things. It will amaze you the things people find interesting. And they invest their time, 
their energy. Listen, the reason why you can become a shepherd is that you can have an interest in the work of God. You can have it. If you don't, it means you've just not had it, but you can have an interest. I don't know your name. I only know your gift. The anointing you carry. Which is a great anointing. Because I've not seen it in the conference since we began. That's the only one I've seen with that anointing. But the point I am making is that right now, I like you. I don't know your name. I'm just interested in you. I want to know more about you. How you developed such a gift. I mean, ministry gift. So I'll give you my phone number. We'll be texting back and forth. I'll give it to you. Because I'm interested in him. I don't know him. I've not seen him before. I'm interested in him. So everybody has the first time he has an interest in something. Hello? Sir, when you were born, was this woman sitting there? When, at what age did you meet this woman? At what age? How old were you? Eight years? What, ten? Twenty-five years. You lived for twenty-five years. In the 25 years, you liked going to school, you liked playing football, you liked your mother, you liked Gobe, you liked everything. You don't matter. But there was a day, a day, you had an interest in this Rastafarian. It's not Rasta. What is it called? Three, three. Your mouth, like three, three. Your mouth. 25 years. You've not met the girl anywhere. All I'm saying is that there is always a first day you decide that I like this girl. I like this man. I like this car. Today, decide I like shepherding. I like God's work. You can like it. It's a decision. It's a decision. In fact, love is a decision. That feeling in your waist is not love. It's lost. Lost gets you lost. <laughs> Real love, you decide. That in spite of this, I still love you. I'm still with you. It's a decision. Every Christian born of God can have an interest. You see, that is what Bishop says. Listen, he said the word we just read 
is telling us here that in order to become a bishop, all we need is a desire. Let it be clear that a bishop is simply a shepherd or a pastor. Apostle Paul's vision was to enjoin, listen to this one. Apostle Paul's vision, listen, Apostle Paul, his vision was to enjoin more people to do God's work. He therefore asked Timothy to look out for people with a desire to be involved in ministry. After locating people who had the desire to do the work, Paul instructed Timothy to ensure that they were of honorable reputation. All the qualities that Paul asked Timothy to look for were matters of character and not talent, ability, or anointing. Paul was making it very easy for anyone to become a shepherd. All you needed to do was to have a desire and an unquestionable character. Pastors, look out for people who have a desire for God's work. That is, people who have an interest in who like putting their time, their energy, their, their resources, they are there. Look out for them. And those you find who don't have it, teach them to have an interest. It's, if that is what the Bible teaches us to look for, then we cannot be more spiritual than God. The first thing, you must look for. It's a desire. So she doesn't have a desire. He has a desire, an interest. He's around. He's interested. I pick him. He has a desire. He's interested. He likes it. I pick him. He has no desire. He has no desire. So, I've got two shepherds already. Remember what? Three. Those who don't have a desire, these two boys and this girl, I now have to put that desire in them because they can have a desire. So I meet them. I say, after church. What's your name, by the way? Venice. Venice. I'm meeting Venice. And you are what? Paul. And you are? Gilbert. Gilbert, Venice, and Paul. I'm meeting you in my office. They are not interested at all in the ministry. That's why we have something called Bishop has a teaching called the pineapple patch. So I have got these ones already. So please come. You are pastors. Come and sit. Pastors. Oh, take your book, everything. You are pastors. But take your book. Sit down. Pastors. So we are building the church together. Okay. But my problem is these ones. Mm. Now, there is something called a pineapple patch. Bishop says one day he was traveling somewhere 
And to the left were bushes, thick forest. To the right, a lot of bush. Typical Africa. You will never go to any European country and see bush by the roadside. It's farms. One way to know that you are in Africa is that the roadside, there's bush. I'll take it again. There is nowhere in France or Germany if you find one, take a picture and bring it to me. There is nowhere in France or Germany where you drive to unless it is a forest reserve. <laughs> Every, if you fly over it, you see. Every piece of land. Somebody is working on it. That's very different from Ghana. It's like our cemeteries. It's in Africa that cemeteries have trees. We reserve the trees. If you are driving anywhere and you see a lot of trees, it's likely to be a cemetery. Or where the idols are. The opposite is in Europe. The cemeteries in America don't have trees. There is lawns. Lawns. Maybe a collection of trees here, but it's not like a thick forest with trees. So in Africa, the living don't have trees. It's the dead who have trees. But in Europe, they cut a tree behind your house in London. Even Rwanda, cut a tree in your, in your own yard and see what will happen to you. So, we, where the human beings are, there are no trees. It's the dead bodies which have trees. But in Europe, where the human beings are, there are trees. What the dead bodies are, direct sunlight. And as he was passing through the thick forest, he saw an area different from the forest here, the bushes here. The area was beaded. Pineapples in straight lines. It caught his attention. Then he knew that what I am looking at is not normal. Somebody has done this. Somebody. The place where things are left to exist on their own, there's no intentional doing of anything. It's bush here and bush there. But there's a place where someone says that here will be pineapple. There will be nothing here. Here is pineapple. To allow the pineapple to grow. There's nothing here. Here is pineapple. So the person weeds the place and intentionally plants pineapples. There is called so that was a pineapple patch. And the lesson was that 
anything you want to see, you have to intentionally put it there. If you want pineapples in rows, put the pineapples there. Don't imagine it. Don't dream it. Don't fantasize. Put the pineapples, whatever. So if you enter a church, whatever you see there is what the pastor wanted. And the question is, what do you want? Do you want shepherds? Do you want shepherds? The pineapple part is a deliberate, intentional project of putting pineapples in particular places. If I want to have centers at Baron Estate, I have to deliberately find leaders in the kingdom of God nothing just happens nothing pastors nothing just happens Jesus said in Matthew 13 31 that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took anything you want to happen you want to see in your life, you can plant it there. So on Sunday, I meet these people who are now a forest and I weed the nonsense out of them. Is your wife here? Can you please call her for me? Go and bring your wife. So I meet them. This woman is the wife of this man. She is one of them. Please come and stand here. No, not you. I, I, I use people who have hair for examples. Can you please come and stand here? Please? This woman is one of the best pastors any pastor can find in the world. She's called to the Nikis. Pastoring. A lot of the exploits I have chalked in this church came from her. Big, big, big needs. And I saw it. I saw it. I saw glimpses of shepherding and pastoring her. One day I called her. I said, I would like you to be a pastor. Say, I'm allergic to these things. So, don't shout at me. So, I didn't shout. I don't like, it's it's a topic I don't like. Why? I just don't. I just want to be in the church. So, that was the forest. Then I began. Meetings. Talking. No, I will not be a pastor. I will not. So, when I was failing, 
I brought her husband into the picture. We talked to her. So we have to appoint you. We have to write the exams. We have to do this. She said, no. When the husband was failing, then I realized that no, 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 no. I am allowing a child who doesn't know her left from the right to do what she wants to do. So one Sunday I came to church. I, I changed. And I called him. I said, where's your wife? She said, she's, she's, I said, call her for me. And I said, follow me. I put them in my office. And I locked the door. I said, until you decide to be a pastor, I'm not opening this door. Makatadaba. It's got a pineapple pie. What you want, you put it there. You put it there. That's how the, pan, the pineapple patch principle is a deliberate, intentional sowing and putting. John said, Christ said, You are God's garden. You are God's garden. The church is a garden. If you want to plant Indian hemp, you can plant it. It's a garden. It's a, you are, the King James is God's husbandry. James, I think. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. But those of you who have not passed your English, you may think that he's talking about God is a husband to a church. But husbandry is an old word for farm or garden. Can I have some new translation? You are God's field. New living translation. You are God's field. NASB. God's field. NIV. God's field. Message Bible. Maybe. God's field. (laughs) It's a field. A field. I'm ending now. Has nothing. When we come and we see we, it means that's what you wanted to put there. <laughs> so take your time and laugh. If we come and we see Garden X, Ntropo, do you know Ntropo? It means, so it's a field. What you want is what you put there. Bishop Ward Mills wanted 6,000 churches in 100 countries. Apart from Church of Pentecost, there is nothing in this country from independence that big, apart from armed robbery and prostitution, that began in Ghana, that is in 100 countries. Originally from Ghana. And bothered nothing except the work Church of Pentecost has done. Like you The next is Lighthouse Chapel International. 
That's what he wanted. What did he do? He made sure a medical student, he, he put the desire in me. And one of the ways to put a desire in someone is to care for the person. When you care for a person and you show an interest in the person and you love the person, you can get the person to do almost anything you want the person to do for you. You are go- your church, sir. What's the name of your church? Your, your church is called what? Jesus Generation Ministries. Sir. Ah, why are you in Takrade? Living Praise. What's your name, sir? Marco Parry. Do you know Uncle Mark? We're in the same church. 40 years ago, when I got born again, he was one of the leaders in the church. And you are still alive. Forty years, he was a leader in the church. The church I got born again in. My wife, that's her church. Yes, this is a man. He is still a pastor after forty years. You, after forty years, a woman with kukumba breast would have come for you. Money would have taken you to Italy. A woman with baobab tree ties has taken you to her to her house, but he has stayed for forty years. He's still a pastor. Yes, it's it's he's worth clapping. These are the things you must clap for, not a footballer scoring a goal. It's beautiful. I pray. I'm close to 30 years. I pray to hit 40 years. Fifty years. Sixty years. Seventy years in the ministry. We are working like this. But when we take the microphone, there's fire in the voice. Which is what this woman didn't want. She wanted the evil spirits that have destroyed her family members to destroy her. But one day I said, no. No, no, no. Can you imagine a farmer plant pineapples and he has the pineapple? Do you want to be planted? Cassava, do you want to go down? What do you do? Put it down. I said, today is the last day I'm having this discussion with you. When I open this door, you must have an answer for me. It was in the morning. I left them in their room. I came back late afternoon. I don't even know today what they did in their room. Because I don't trust them at all. my office. They have no respect. (laughs) Mommy, when I opened the door, her eyes lit up. She said, Bishop, 
I'm ready to be a pastor. And this, her voice, eh? Abba. You are suffering at home. You think I'm She's been shouting at home. It's outside that she speaks with this angel. Bishop, I'm going to outside the Lord. I love Jesus. He's been shouting. Albert, where are you? Albert, lie down. Does she speak with the announced voice in the house? Not always. Yes. It's only in the church. You should hear her speak. How oh, bitch. She calls me Bishop. He said, You think I'm a child? Bishop. She said, Yes. How many years? Pastor. Four years? Five years? It's one of four years. Five years. The five years of ministry she's done under me. If I add you, yourself, your auntie, your uncle, your two cousins, who are all pastors, they, when they come together, they will not match what she has done. Yes. Says, what's the lesson? Don't allow people to do what they want to do. Don't. The church is a field. Put there what you want. So you've noticed that those who want generational transformers, they get generational transformers. Those who want global changes. They get global changes. Those who want um, national impactors, <laughs> they get because what you want can be planted. That is, that, see, that's the law. I'm teaching you today. The church is a field. If you want shepherds, plant shepherding seeds. Talk about shepherding. Talk about the word of God. Talk about the work of God. As you plant those seeds, you see, you see that they will be coming out. That's why today, Dennis Atapites can gather pastors from all over the country to arrive in Oibi because, because I have planted seeds. And he's a shepherd also. He has a group. How many people are in your center? 20 something. Every Sunday he preaches. He comes to church, sits down. When I preach, then he marks my preaching. When I finish, he also goes to go and preach. He wears suits these days. He didn't used to wear suits. What do you want in your church? Sexy dancers teach about sexy dancing. It's a field. I'm saying that he said you have not because you ask not. I'll say to you that you have not because you plant not. You have not because you plant not.
Bishop Dagiwal Mills wanted pastors. He planted pastors. He, he will catch us in Cape Coast. UCC. Lock us there. And we will we'll be watch, watching Young Cho. English we don't understand. What's what? Chai Chai. Not knowing that we're becoming pastors. The reason why there's no helper in your basenta is that you are not teaching them that they can serve God. I've given you a message today. Go and teach the members. Tell the doctor that he can serve God. Tell the pharmacist. The keyboard is there. It's a pharmacist. There are lecturers here. I saw one former Miss Ghana contestant in the morning. She's not here. Nurses are here. Mechanics. They are all pastors. You have not because you plant not. If you plant, you have. And the truth is that the fact is that you must have your work is to raise pastors so stop teaching about money and teach them that they can serve God that you are a student but you can serve God my pastor told me, you are a student, but you can serve God. And I served God. Teach them that you are a pretty girl, but you can serve God. You speak very good English, but you can serve God. You have many problems. Your husband is a rich man. But you can serve God. You are a rich businessman. Keep talking to them. A day will come. The lawyer will be a pastor. The, the judge will be a pastor. The doctor will be a pastor. The student will be a pastor. The woman in labor, the baby is crowning, but she is passing. Don't go to your church and allow your members to do what they want to do. That's the last thing I want to say. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can you please sit down? I need to say this. Stand there, please. Don't go to your church. Pastors. I, I, I don't know. I must say this. Be strong. If you find that a singer can be a shepherd, send her to be a shepherd. Don't allow her to. There's nobody around me who does what he wants to do. Unless I have given you up. But such as I love, I rebuke. 
if you are not strong, people who like playing instruments will remain instrumentalists forever. If you are not strong, singers God gave you to convert into prophetesses and evangelists under your hand. I told you yesterday, I said, me, I had a boy. He was a cameraman taking pictures all his life with me. When he fell into the hand of Bishop Dagwood Mills, he became a bishop. Go back. And say, Mommy, I like it when you sit on this row. But next Sunday, I want you to go and sit there to help the treasurers to work. Will you go? When I shout, it means I'm not serious. When I'm very serious, I speak with a gentle voice. It enters them. I said, delight. You sing. You are going to be a shepherd of the Labaoleshi Zoo. Move. Her next question is, when should I move? I said, I'll tell you next week. A pastor must have strength. A shepherd without strength is a disappointment to God. He he maketh me to lie down. It means on my own, I will never lie down. But we need to have shepherds who make us lie down. But you see, where you will make your member lie will be based on your own understanding of your responsibility towards that member. Some like counting money. Some like singing. Some like dancing. Some like ushering. But when they fall into your hands, you must determine what they become in the end. That you may like singing, but you are going to be the shepherd of those 10 members there and build it. I give you three months to make it 20 members. Move. He maketh me. A shepherd makes his members lie down. Make your members serve God. Make them serve God. Make them love God. Plant seeds of ministry into them. Give them books to read. Give them messages to listen to. Meet them in small groups and talk about God and talk about God's work and talk about the church. Gather them for retreats and preach to them about church. It's a field. What you put there it's what grows. And one day when you die and you stand before Christ, he will say to you, I give you the ministry of an evangelist. 
How many church builders did you raise with that ministry? Is that keyboardists? Take him to outer darkness. Remember those who went, who were sent to outer darkness. I'm sure many of you here are pastors who read your Bible. I need your help at this time to tell you, I've been preaching to you. Now, I want someone to preach to me. Who was the person who was sent to outer darkness? Where there was weeping and gnashing. Gnashing of teeth, my pastor explained it to me. It's not pain. Pain causes weeping. Gnashing of teeth is regret. Why? I should have done it. I had the chance. This girl loved me. I should have made her pastor. I was rather sleeping with her. This girl loved me. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Child. One day I was in my office and a couple came. We are in America now. They came to tell me that they are in their house discussing me. I said, what do you to talk about me? So they joined the church by a month. So they, they, they couldn't help but husband here, wife with a baby girl. So what do you discuss about me? So they talk about me, about how I preach and how the churches, the way I'm, the, the kind of pastor I am. I, I mean, they, they've not seen a pastor like that. So they, they decided that Sunday that they, they must come to me and tell me that I am a great pastor to them. As I sat there and I was listening to them, I said, you really admire me? Do you love me? I said, Bishop, we've not seen any pastor. We've been to churches, even in this area. We've been here, we've been here. We were going to go here, but we didn't go, but we came here. I said, wow. I said, am I a great pastor? You love me. Then you are the one I'm looking for. I said, why? I said, I called somebody and said, this, you are going to join the ashes. And after three months, you'll be the leader of the ashes. You are going to Pastor Akins. Exactly. She came to you to care for new converts. After a year or so, she became a Basenta leader. Later on, they asked her, that day, when you did that, you were afraid. I said, no. So when I find people who love me, I send them to the field. It's those who don't like me that I'm quiet. Pastors, we are closing. Nobody is preaching to me. Who was the man who was sent into outer darkness with weeping and gnashing of teeth. Who was the man? Who? Who? 
one talent man? Is it not the one? Yes. Do you know who a one talent person is? Someone into whose hands something falls and he never adds to or changes whatever he gets. Things remain the same in their hands. When God puts somebody in your hands, you got to add value. He gives you a girl, you make her a shepherd. He gives you a keyboardist, you make him a bishop. He gives you an instrumentalist, you make him a center leader. He gives you a brother who plays a saxophone, you make him into an evangelist. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever God gives you, he's watching to see what you will do i pray that every pastor under the sound of my voice every shepherd every leader will look carefully and ask himself i've got bernard i've got sylvia i've got kwame since they came into my life oh i'm happy that since dennis came into my life if i stand before god i can have something to say I can have something to say about Izzy. I can. She's going to organize a, the largest breakfast meeting we have ever done in this auditorium here in a few weeks. You watch. They are both chief executives of different companies. Stop making lawyers lawyers. You know, those of you who are pastors, try and let your children go to school to become architects, engineers, lawyers, and also pastors. Because some of you, your problem is that you yourself are not very educated. So when you see a doctor, your hands are behind you. Hey, thank you, sir. When you see an engineer, engineer. Engineer, please. But not Bishop Daggy, what means? Engineer, it's in your house. What course have you done that he hasn't done? On that score, I thank my mother for taking me to school. Nothing intimidates me. Nothing intimidates me. Nothing intimidates me. Can you clap for my mother? Join me to celebrate her. She made me the pastor I am. She went to beg for money. To take me to school. I like it. Because if I had not, if she had not begged for money to take me to school, maybe I would have bowed at pharmacists, cut seat at engineers, lab technicians would have intimidated me. President, there's nothing in this world. Nobody, nobody in this world intimidates me. And they know it. It's only respect. Because there's nothing anybody has. I don't have it. 
first question will be, how many years have you spent going to school? Put yours to the left. I'll put mine to the right. What type of money have you seen? When you start mentioning the currencies, I also mention my currencies. Can I also clap for my father? He left me a lot of money. Yes. So I'm not intimidated. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I am not. Nobody's money intimidates me because I've ah. I am not. Your money will intimidate somebody, but not me. And I thank my father. At nine years, I had bank accounts in Europe. He wasn't a politician. I now understand. All of these things were to take away the intimidation of wealth. The intimidation of aristocracy. The intimidation of academia. I have it all by the grace of God. So when I stand and I'm talking, I speak English. That's why I'm saying that. Send your children because some of you, I see intimidation in your eyes. Tie his hands. Tie her legs. Throw her into the classroom. Whip her to learn maths. Because a lot of girls don't like maths. And one day, when she's a professor of mechanical engineering, and the lady reverend, when she stands and she's talking, there's nobody who can intimidate her. Because that's why the Bible says, be not afraid of their faces. Because faces can intimidate you. The face of a rich man, the face of a politician, the face of a president, the face of a lawyer, the face of a doctor, the face of an important the, I, as a pastor, nobody's face. But once in a while, we have some people who didn't go to school. They have no classmates, but nobody intimidates them. That's the one I, that's the one I like. I prefer that one to people like us with rich fathers. Who give us boldness? He, no school. But when he starts speaking, doctors are writing notes. Can you clap your hands? Receive that boldness. Receive that boldness. You are here, there's no school. Let your hands be clean. Just let your hands be clean. You will have boldness in the day of adversity. Can you clap, clap, clap? And I'm saying that, go to your church and tell that rich man, you can serve God. Tell that doctor, Without thinking that because you didn't go to university, he will say something. No, no, say, I didn't go to university, but I'm telling you that you can be a pastor. Clap your hands. Go out there. We have finished making saints out of sinners. It's time to make servants out of saints. Clap your hands for Jesus. I went to a wedding at Medina. My girl was having a wedding. 
The priests were looking at me in a certain way. But I had to preach. Because the girl is my church member. And the, the, the man came and said, You just got a few minutes, so please say something. I said, Fine, thank you. I, I, I got up. I was called to, to preach. I took a verse. I spoke. Seven minutes. The whole place later. We finished the wedding. I was standing around the garden in the church with my church members. We were talking. And a man came to me. He said, Sir, he stretched out his hand. Congratulations. He said, That was a, you know, a riveting message. I said, I'm honored, sir. God bless him, sir. He said, Keep it up. You know who he was? He was the governor of the Bank of Ghana at that time, who later became the vice president of Ghana. He stretched his hand. Go to school. Have clean hands. Let your hands be clean. Let your hands be clean. Yes. Let your hands be clean. You wax strong. But when you are chopping the offerings with the treasurer, you can't speak. Have clean hands. Have clean hands. Have clean hands. Don't be arrogant. Don't be arrogant. Have clean hands. But God will judge you based on how many people you transformed. How many people you doubled their destiny, doubled the quality of their lives, and he'd be on the lookout for those you left to do what they wanted to do. Remember, Jesus has eyes for things in our lives we never transform. And while I use the word transform, you are not to transform politics. You are to transform sinners into saints and saints into servants. That's your mandate. Clap your hands.